Blog Talk Radio. organization that works to empower um, African Americans, Latinos, youth, new immigrant, uh, new immigrant communities um, in order to just show them that, you know, it's very important to, to hold elected officials accountable. We're trying to create a fair and vibrant and inclusive democracy um, because, you know, a lot of the issues that we're seeing today are due to our lack of voting um, or voting for the wrong uh, officials in office. So we really just educate people on the importance of voting um, and being engaged civically and things like that. Okay. Now, of course, tonight's topic is bridging the gap in JAX. And when I say bridging the gap, I'm talking um, economically and socially. And I know a lot of people look at that as different, but there's a very thin line between economic and social issues. And um, I was speaking earlier on how a lot of social issues are affected economically because we need the funds to uh, do things Socially now, with the new majority, am I saying that right? New majority, Florida, that, new majority, yes. Florida, 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 yes. Florida, new majority. Um, 
are, are these programs that you guys offer? And, and if so, in Jacksonville, uh, can you point out how people can, can reach you if they need something? And I know you say you guys offer things, you said immigration and different things like that, and you kind of have classes and things so, like that. Like, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Right. So what we do is we um, – we're an organizing organization, a voter participation organization, and we fight uh, for policies that affect what is called the rising American electorate. The rising American electorate are African Americans, single women, um, Latinos, new immigrant communities, as well as the youth. Um, and so, you know, some of the things that we do is we're um, we're working on voting rights which is um, something very key to us. I'm not sure if you know, but um, nearly 25% of the African-American community um, is disenfranchised, meaning they can't vote due to past felony convictions. And we feel that that's by design. When you're unable to vote uh, certain people in office, there are all types of policies that can be created that can negatively impact you. Um, and some of those, you know, happen to be, like the zero tolerance policies that are running rampant in a lot of the school systems. Um, and those zero tolerance policies actually lead to what is known as, you know, the school-to-prison pipeline. Um, when school-to-prison pipeline, it, it really is, you know, African Americans and Latinos primarily getting in trouble in school for things that, Robert, you and I may have done back in the day that we may have gotten a referral on, been disciplined on, mm -hmm. and these kids are getting, like, felony charges and things like that or entering the criminal justice system in some form or another and thereby getting a record. Um, in which, you know, you get a record, it's pretty hard for you to later on get a job. Um, so we really educate the community on those types of issues. Um, we're trying to end the school-to-prison pipeline. It's going to be a, a, a slow process, um, but we're, we're sticking to it. But, but um, we are, we are so, making progress, correct? Right. We're making progress. I, I know, exactly. I know, I know a lot of things look worse, you know, a lot of times you just hear, oh, man, how bad it is, and, and, and we need help. What about these different organizations? And I think everyone should know that there are organizations out there that are working hard towards uh, getting things back on track, like, you know, your organization. Right. right. And so one of the key things that we're doing this year is we're um, doing some asset mapping. There are a lot of organizations out here throughout the state and in Jacksonville um, that are kind of working in silos, and we really want to pull our resources together and um, because we might be working on some similar things. So, again, pulling our resources together and working on things to actually have a greater impact um, in ending things like school-to-prison pipeline um, and fighting for equal justice and civil rights and so on and so forth. Okay, so you seem pretty optimistic about Jacksonville's future. So I'm going to ask you this question and give me a nutshell answer. Uh, what do you see us as far as Duval County in 10 years? In 10 years, I see us being a, a more progressive city. Um, I see us having a vibrant downtown, but even more so than having a vibrant downtown, um, with these upcoming elections, we have the opportunity to elect individuals that, um, you know, want to bring economic development to, to some areas that have often been neglected, primarily those areas on the northwest side of town as well as, you know, the west side. And um, I like to say east side, not necessarily Springfield. <laughs> so um, 
there's a lot of emphasis in Jacksonville on downtown, and I understand that downtown, you know, having a, a vibrant downtown, um, you know, that's the heart of the city. But at the same time, like right. I tell a, a lot of people, you can still you can still hemorrhage and lose your life if you lose a limb. And our neighborhoods are our limbs, our arms, and our legs. So we can't keep neglecting those neighborhoods, primarily, you know, the, north, the Northwest Quadrant. I, I'm, I'm a resident of the Northwest Quadrant, born and raised here on the Northwest side of town. And, you know, we need to give it a little bit more tender, loving care. And um, it's up to the constituents and the residents and the community to really, you know, ask the hard questions of these, these individuals that are running for office to make sure, you know, that they have our neighborhoods, our communities, um, their, their best interest. And one of the primary things is you know, economic development within the area. The Northwest Quadrant has one of the highest, has the highest unemployment rate um, in the city of Jacksonville, and that's unacceptable. And it's something that we really wow. need to here in town. Well, is, 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 is there a way, and I'm glad that you pointed this out, because uh, that's, that's something that you hear a lot, downtown, 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 let's get downtown, uh, that's all you hear. And, you know, the question does arise, what about, every, what about other, uh, the west side, the north side, the east side, you know, south side, what about these other sides, especially areas uh, that need this assistant, assistance more? What would you say to the leaders um, coming in or going out of office, if you had a question for them, what would be your question uh, uh, to them? Um, I don't really have a question. Um, I think it would be more so of a demand. I would like to demand that they actually <laughs> see through um, a lot of these neighborhood studies that they've done. Um, there were some community redevelopment area studies that were done, and I'll just, again, speak to the Northwest Quadrant, the Kings Road, Sutel Corridor, um, I stay off Sutel. Um, there was a study done regarding that, um, and some of the things have not come into fruition. Like, we keep doing all these studies and studies and studies and studies. Um, we actually need to, you know, um, take, implement a lot of those recommendations that, that were made. Um, I mean, if we have to go after more public-private partnerships, um, that right. would be awesome. Again, we cannot we cannot just focus on the on downtown revitalization um, at the expense of our neighborhood. Wow. Well, we heard an air force full here. Before I let you go, uh, do you guys have any events coming up or you know, a website where they can get in contact oh, with you for more information? Right, so um, I work for Florida and the Majority, and we have um, on this upcoming Thursday, May 22nd, at the Bradham Brooks Library at 6 o'clock, we've partnered with um, the District 8 Democrats as well as the ACLU of Florida and Three Rivers uh, Legal Services in order to um, provide a free rights restoration clinic, um, and it's going to be from 6 mm-hmm. to 8 at Bradham Library. Our website is www.flnewmajority.org, so that's flnewmajority.org. And then also on my spare time, I started a neighborhood initiative called Northside Love and Eastside Love, Love Standing for Lifting Our Various Enterprises, and we're doing a lot of work in the 
University, just trying to empower the north side and east side of the town. And on June 14th at A. Philip Randolph Park, we will be having um, our east side love arts and vendors market. Um, and that starts at 12, and you can visit our website, northsidelove.com, for more information on that. Um, so two websites to visit, flnewmajority.org and northsidelove.com. Well, thank you very much. You are full of information, and you guys heard it there. Please go check out the website. Check out these events uh, because we want to get Jacksonville up on the road and jumping in a positive direction as we are currently doing. We want to become more and more positive. And once again, thank you, Andy, for your time. No problem. Thanks for having me on. All right, no problem. So, like I said, tonight's topic is bridging the gap in Jacks. Uh, I love this city. I'm not originally from Jacksonville, but I consider Jacksonville um, home. This is where I reside. This is where I love. Um, I have seen the economic growth in Jacksonville since I have been here. It it hasn't happened as fast as I want it to. And I know there's a lot of history in Jacksonville. There's, there's, I mean, it it goes way, way back. And the next person that I'm going to actually bring on is full of knowledge, full of history. She knows a lot. She was a former councilwoman at large. And uh, she is no other than Miss Glorious Johnson, also known as Mama J. Miss Glorious Johnson, how are you this evening? I am doing wonderful, Robert. Thanks for having me on your show. Oh, thank you for coming. I'm 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 I'm, I'm ready to listen and learn a lot uh, from you. You heard me uh, talking to Angie about Jacksonville, and this show is dedicated to this city specifically because this is my home, this is where I live, and where I love, and um, she mentioned some some things, she mentioned uh, downtown getting a lot of love, and the surrounding areas not getting uh, enough love, and I know you are a, uh, you were a city councilwoman at large before, so you, you have a lot of experience with this, so I'm just going to take a seat back and just listen to some of the wisdom that you have to drop, and you can let the audience get familiar with you as I am and uh, just let them fill you out. So I guess uh, my question to you is uh, where do you want to go with Jacksonville from here? Well, Robert, it would probably take days for me to say what I have to say, but I'll try to make it as short as I can. But what what bothers me is my concern, when I was in City Hall, so many of the young people came from uh, college, graduated from college, had master's degrees, and some had doctorate degrees, and they couldn't find a decent job or if they had new ideas, entrepreneur ideas. uh, it, It was made difficult for them to get the funding that they need to start their business and so forth, I would like to see that change because we have too many talented young people. Uh, We old people, it will soon be, if not already, time for us to move on. And what we should be doing is encouraging our young people and helping them. Uh, Jacksonville has been known as the low-wage type of uh, job, but we've got to get out of that because we have so many talented 
young people that can run businesses, that can set up mm-hmm. their own business. And I would like for Jacksonville to be a little more, uh, a lot more friendly to our young people because we are losing them. Some of them are going to Atlanta. You know, like, like uh, take for instance, my daughter studied a year at Tokyo University, speaks Japanese, and uh, she comes here, and all she can get is uh, a management job in a, a complex. Jacksonville has got to change uh, for our young people, and it's got to make it possible similar to Atlanta, Georgia, where our young people will get funding so that they can open up their business. We keep talking about small business, but the small business, they're talking about a million-dollar company. So my small mm-hmm. business is like what you are doing, uh, my and pa businesses, which are closing down. I want to see more of our black young people. And uh, I don't usually pull out the color card, but I'm pulling it out now because we are failing our young people. And we have 67% of our black youth out of jobs. I live in the community. I see them walking in the streets all day long. I see them sitting in corners. And these people are talented. And someone made a a statement that uh, all the people downtown uh, are homeless people. That's not so. I've met PhDs, masters, and all of that, but they come down and play chess because they don't have a job opportunity. We've got Jacksonville mm. got to do better. Yes, they walk downtown, but what about the neighborhoods? And when you fix the neighborhoods, uh-huh. then you fix the entire city, including downtown. Right. Right. So let, let me let, let me ask you this, and uh, this is up for debate. Some people feel like Jacksonville is better off than it was. Some, a lot of people feel like it's worse. Well, what's your take on that? And if it is worse, what can we do to make it uh, go in an opposite direction? Okay. Um, the person, it's according to who you're talking to. Uh, those who may be doing well, um, they are probably making uh, good money and, and, and living very nice, and, and that's good. But we have some that are not doing that. So what are we going to do about them? And they are qualified to have skills. How are we going to help them to get in that middle class and then be rich one day? I like to see a lot of rich uh, people, young people in Jacksonville like they are in Atlanta, Georgia. You know why? They bring jobs. They bring Yeah, it sounds good to me. <laughs> yes. I agree. But see, we have to, we're going to have to change our attitude some of us old, I almost said the word, my grandma used to say old farts, but some of us are going to have to change our old ways and start working with these young people, uh, uh, mentor these young people and help them, um, teach them how to go through the red tape and turn that tape into black tape. We're going to have to be more friendly to our own young people ourselves. We are, we're failing. We're failing our young people. And it will be so, before I leave this world, I would like to see uh, some of our young people having businesses here, you know, big businesses. Mm -hmm. And we can do it. And the legislation, we're going to have to change from the state on to the local. But everything is local. So we're going to have to have some city council members that are going to stand up and say, now enough is enough. We are hurting our people. We are hurting our community. And we we shouldn't take this anymore. We need to write some legislation that's going to help and not hurt. I agree. I agree. And so you are running for uh, re-election for a new seat. What district is that? 
I'm running for a district man seat. Uh, my district, my district is called. They're calling my district the Third World. Uh, a small <laughs> sample of what the Third World looked like, and I don't like that because of the fact it's beginning to look like the Third World. You know, we don't have a grocery store. We have to go miles and miles away um, just to get groceries. It's like a desert. We have fast food stores uh, where we can get fat and have heart attacks, and we also have uh, a lot of liquor stores. And those liquor stores are hurting us. Yeah, and 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 and, and let me um, let me let me co- uh, correct myself. You're not seeking re-election for District Nine. You were at, at large. No, this it's is not a, an entire different team. But I want, I want people to know that there is someone else in the in the seat currently. So yes, I just want to uh, uh, clear, clear clear that up. And oh, yes, and Mr. and I guess my 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 next. And I guess uh, my, my next question is, would be um, when you when you are elected, uh, where 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 do you plan on taking District Nine? Well, I've been talking to a lot of people from Washington, and and uh, I remember Angie was saying that uh, public private enterprise. I've been working on that too to see if we can get. What I would like to see is we have thousands of boarded up houses. We have hundreds of young men without jobs. I would like to see some of our uh, contractors work with these young people, teach them trades such as plumbing, carpentry, masonry, and so they can get licensed. These young people can one day be entrepreneurs and have their own businesses and help to rebuild, rehab, and repair the community. We have people living over at Salvation Army with two and three and four children with no place to live because they lost their home. We could rebuild it and they could pay sixty, seventy thousand dollars for a, a little home until they get on their feet. There's so much potential, but we're not taking advantage of it and we're not helping our young people. This summer, our young people are going to be all in the streets because there's sixty-seven percent unemployment uh, in our community. Wow. They could be they could be working and restoring the community that they live in and be paid. We're going to have to uh, really do that. That's what I want to see done. We have breaking buildings, businesses, because as you know, District 9 consists of commercial, light industry, Mm -hmm. and residential. And a good example of that is Brown University. We also have a college. Brown University got with the community, and they worked as a team, and it is a beautiful area of commercial and residential. You know, why can't we do that and, and unite the area and have mixed housing, some that the, maybe the higher middle class could pay and some maybe low income, but have a mixed environment. That would help with a lot of the crime that goes on in the community that I live in. At one time, it was all day long. You know, we thought we were in the wild, wild west. And it's getting much better <laughs> uh, thanks to uh Chief Davis and uh, some of the police officers at the substation at EWC, it's getting better. So we're going to have to work as a team and stop dirty in our street. I see people just throw trash in our community like we don't matter. I want them to stop. If they if they are caught, I want them to pay a fine or whatever it is, because just the other day someone just threw a truckload of garbage in a vacant lot. That's got to stop. Our place is a place where we live. Wow, wow! Is there is there a program in the city for that when it's just trash, you know, just sitting in the well, spot? Is it there? Yeah, we do have um, a code enforcement, 
and we also have um, what they call is um, oh Councilwoman Denise Lee has a program called Blight in the Neighborhood, and she's trying to help us remove you know tires because a lot of people thousands of tires are in our community, vacant lots and not so vacant lots. Uh, she's having all of that removed, and we're they're slowly working on it. But we've got to do something about these empty buildings because you know why? They don't bring tax revenue. We need tax revenue in our community, and we need more businesses in our community. So if we show the people that we care about our community and we work uh, to make it better, then we can get people to invest in the community. And that's where the private-public partnership come in because then people want to really invest because they see us working to take care of it. Okay. Well, you guys here in Miss Glorious Johnson, District 9, if you would like to ask her a question, the number is 646-595-2490. Again, that is 646-595-2490. And uh, we do have a caller, if you don't mind uh, taking a, a few calls, uh, Miss Johnson. No. Okay, well, we're going to uh, go to the phone lines. Okay, uh, we're going to go to the first caller. You're on the air. What's your name and where you from? Wait, don't, don't say, uh-uh. You Hello, you're on the air. Okay. Well, I, I guess I guess they don't they don't have a a question. <laughs> I don't know what district uh, that phone call was from, but um, back 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 to uh, Miss Miss Johnson. As far as uh, your website and things like that. But before I forget, um, let uh, the audience know where they can uh, go visit you or make donations? How, how does that work when you're running for a council? Uh, they can go to www.votegloriousonewords.com, votegloriousonewords.com, and look on the information. And I would also like, I have a section called Let the People Speak. I would like to hear from the people to tell me, because so many times we go in and tell the people, no, they can make the decisions because they're in the situation and they know how to solve the problem. But uh, we make the mistake of saying what needs to be done and how we can solve it. No, they know. So we need to listen to the people because in listening to the young people in the community, they have a lot of answers, but uh, a lot of questions and answers. But the thing about it is very few people are listening to them, and that's not right. That's right. wrong. Right. We're going to try to uh, go and take uh, some more calls if people want to speak to you. So I'm going to uh, go back uh, to the phone lines again. Uh, maybe this time they can hear. Uh, hello, you're on the air. What's your name and where are you from? Hello. Hello, you're on the air. What's your name and where are you from? You are with Robert Simmons and Glorious Johnson. Uh, yes, this is Elaine from Jacksonville. Hey, Elaine, how you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm, I just have a, a question and also want to make a statement. Um, like on last night, I went out to a store, and there was a, a young man. He looks to be maybe about maybe 13, could be younger, and he was just um, sitting out, out in front of the store. And I was going into shop, and when we pulled up, you know, he was looking really, really sad. And so I spoke with him when I got out of the car, and I said, well, honey, are you all right? He says, yes, ma'am. And I'm asking him, I said, um, are you going to go home? Because it was like about almost 9 o'clock at night. And I'm like, are you going to go home? 
And he says, yes. I said, what time do you think you're going to leave? He says, well, I don't know. I said, well, honey, you might need to be getting home because it's almost 9 o'clock. He says, well, I'm just so bored. There's nothing to do. You know, so in my mind, I'm looking at this young child. I'm like, okay, why isn't he going home? He says there's nothing to do. And my point is, is there, you know, some type of activity, after-school activity um, that the young people can get involved in, that they can that they can do? And also, you know, she was talking about, like, um, the different businesses and stuff, like school is getting ready to close, I was thinking the same thing, like the children that's going to be out for the summer, it would have been a great thing for the community, for the the stores, the businesses, to offer the children, you know, summer jobs. Give them something to do. Show them what it's like to work, to have money, to buy what you need to buy. You know, teach them the way, you know, because they're children, and if we don't do it as adults, where are they going to get it from? So, you know, my question is, do you think that maybe something like that will possibly take place in the near future? Okay, well, Ms. Johnson, I'll direct that question to you. And I think the question is, um, is there something that city council can begin to do, maybe some type of legislation to open up uh, partnerships in different districts so that these kids yes. can have summer jobs? Yes, they can. Oh, yes. I'm like Obama now. Yes, we can. There is no <laughs> excuse for us and our children to suffer like this. It's done by design. We have businesses that have asked the city if they could ex- uh, expand or enlarge their businesses in our communities, uh, and, and they have they hired the young people in our community. But no, the city gives them a hard time and come up with all kind of rules and regulations. I just uh, spoke to, uh, uh, I think it's Sam over at Premier, and you know Sam on Business Street hires minorities to work in there. He wanted to expand mm-hmm. his business. They're giving him a hard time. Uh, he has two buildings, but they're giving him a hard time, and he brings their young people, their middle-aged people, different ones working in there. We've got to stop allowing other people setting up a destiny for our community. We need to open up these stores, let them expand so our children can work in the stores. That's what happened when I grew up. We had six neighborhood stores, and during the summer, nothing but young people working in them. But now we have all this commercial stuff in our community, and we're going to have to change that. And we're going to have to make sure that certain uh, young people are allowed to work in certain areas. some places they have it where, you know, most of your middle class and upper middle class on up to the rich, they have jobs for them. They even have them working in city hall. That's wrong. We need to get all economic levels, whatever they want to call because I don't like labeling, period. But whatever they call it, we need to get all of them to have an opportunity to even work in city hall. When I was a council member out of my own pocket, I had young people that were going to Florida College. Uh, high, um, uh, they were in high school, and they would come and work for me, and I paid it. And now those young people are doing very well because they had a chance to be in an environment that pushed them. And I want this to happen, and it can happen if all of us get together and demand that our community stop being ignored Stop taking all of the, uh, putting all these regulations so our stores can expand and making these rules and allowing you know four or five um, 
uh, what you call it, dollar stores and all that, that's fine too. But we need something else <laughs> more than that. Right, right. All right, good. Well, uh, Lane, we thank you for your phone call. Oh, well, thank you. That was very nice. I'm glad she brought that up. That was good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, and, you know, that's, that's a very, very valid point. Um, summertime is coming in, uh, what, June, uh, June 6th is when school ends, I believe. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. for Duval County. And uh, so you're right. Our streets are about to be flooded with young people. <laughs> and uh, they won't, a lot of them won't have jobs. I mean, the the adults hardly have jobs. So, yeah, there, that's yeah. definitely something I think we can uh we can we can work on in the in the near future. Well, Ms. Johnson, I want to thank you for coming on, and I hope that you can come on again before the election. Um, can you please tell the audience when that the, the election date is for you? The election date is March twenty fourth, twenty fifteen, and if you want to uh, contact me, www.voteglorious.com, and I'm also on. Facebook. Check me out on Facebook, Glorious Johnson. If you have any questions, I will answer. I do not mind answering questions. And thank you, well, Robert. Thank you so much for allowing me to be on the show. Well, thank you. You know, you 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 know, you have my support. You are a, a good woman. And uh, if there if there was an endorsement, I haven't endorsed any candidates uh, on the air yet, but you definitely have my endorsement <laughs> because I know you would do and, a and great when, job. And when do I, uh, hey, when time. do I need you to pay you? <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. It's just out of out of, out of pure love. <laughs> I know. I love your Thank show. You. It's really educating people. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, you have a blessed night. You too. Bye bye. <laughs> oh, bye bye. Okay, well that was Miss Glorious Johnson. Uh, you heard it there. Uh, <laughs> Zach, we have um, in the in the studio. You don't get nothing done. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> okay, I'm not 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 sure what uh, just went on there. But next in the studio, we have uh, another man that I've met uh, within the past year. He's doing uh, great things in the community. He's also a candidate for uh, District 7, I believe. And without further ado, I would like to introduce uh, Mr. Mark McCullough. How are you doing tonight? Mark, are you there? Hello? Hello, Mark, are you there? I'm here, Robert. How are you doing? Sorry, I, I, I couldn't hear you in the headset. I am good. I'm glad you are able to be on the show. So uh, I'm sure you've heard Angie from uh, New Majority. You've heard uh, this Glorious Johnson from District uh, 9. And I know you are a candidate for District 7. So I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll go right in. I won't even ask uh, the same questions that, I, that I've asked now. I'm sure you've been listening to the show. My question to you is, where do we go from here? Um, I've been knowing you for a while. District 7. <clears throat> which is a very interesting district because we were talking about the heart of downtown. Now, the, the interesting part of, of District 7 is that part of it is downtown, but it's, it snakes out into the east side, which is considered an artery too. So you have a part of that heartbeat and a part of that artery, which makes your district uh, kind of unique. So my, my, my question is, where, what's your vision for this unique district? Well, 
Uh, Angie, Angie, uh, I think hit the nail right on the head when she said that you know downtown is the heartbeat of this city, but you know the arteries, the limbs are suffering, and one of the uh, you know communities in this district that's suffering the most, or in my district that's suffering the most, is the east side. You know, Springfield, I live in Springfield, love Springfield to death. I love Dunn Avenue, Gateway. I love every district or every community inside my district. However, I am born and raised on the east side, and the east side has always uh, been the most neglected. And in order for us to get this community or get the east side where it needs to be, we need to work together with uh, with each community to ensure that our people have um, and and not afraid to ask for what we need. And I think that has been a lot of the problem, that the people are looking for someone to do something and and too afraid to uh, to raise their hand and ask those important questions to those elected officials. So but before we go any further, um, I know you said you were born, raised east side. What was it that inspired you to seek uh, the election for this particular district? Uh, what motivated me to run, to run for office was probably about 23 years ago. Um, on December 21st, 1991, when my best friend, Sean Denard Bailey, was accidentally shot and killed, and he died in my arms uh, in 7th Street Apartments. Um, at that point, uh, I realized that, you know, and they actually charged me with it, um, you know, with his, the death of my best friend. But ultimately, um, you know, everything worked itself out. Uh, it was it was deemed an accidental shooting. The girl that I was dating, a gun was registered. It was just it was a big mess. So as a young man, um, you know, 21 years old, I realized that there's a lot of trouble out here, and if you make the wrong step, you will step right into it. So not having mm-hmm. that system, um, my mom was a single parent. You know, she did a great job raising two hard-headed boys and one, you know, a uh, girl. So, uh, so I commend her for that. And, but my playground was for Avenue, you know. Uh, and what we saw was uh, what we became. You know, kids become patterns of what they see. So, you right. know, so over the past 23 years, I've uh, I've developed a passion for helping, you know, uh, my community, my people in the community. You know, as you heard me say a many a uh, many times, Robert, that. Um, you know, as when I become an elected official, when I become the councilman for District Seven, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I will take all calls and try to do everything I can. But you know, I'm not concerned about the potholes in your street. I'm not concerned about the street lights being out or putting palm trees down in your neighborhood. I'm concerned about the people. <laughs> right. You right. Know, uh, we're going to let DOT worry about your street lights and your potholes, and we're going to let JSO worry about the crime element. We're going to all work together. But we need to create programs in which our young people won't live um, that 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 street life, and um, right. and uh, and as I and as I often say, that if you're addicted to cocaine or any drug, you can go to Narcotics Anonymous. If you are addicted to mm-hmm. alcohol, you can go to Alcoholics Anonymous. Street life is more addictive than any one of those two drugs. And there is no street life anonymous. There is no one willing to come back. Not enough people willing to come back and 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 speak to these kids on their level. And I'm that person. Wow, that well, that 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 sounds awesome. And I think that there's nothing like experience um, 
as a teacher, and I, I know a lot of people, um, they get into positions of power, and they have a hard time uh, understanding people that went through what uh, I would say younger people are going through. And I'm, I'm sure that you are an inspiration to a lot of young people. And I hope to win because, you know, there's a lot of a lot of young guys, when they get in trouble at a young age, you know, they give up on a lot. They never really uh, go on to seek more than just, like you said, the street life because it's addictive. There's no program for it. So they kind of just tumble and tumble and tumble on through life, living that life. So you seem like – go ahead. Absolutely. What I was going to say, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but what I was going to say, I'm going to underscore what the, uh, what the caller said uh, to, uh, to Mama Jay, that uh, when I was a kid, we had red cap. We had summer jobs. We had things that we could do. And, mm-hmm. and earlier, earlier you asked, was the city better or worse than it was before? If, if you were asking me, I would say that we are somewhat worse than we were before because simply because when I was a kid, Florida Avenue had, you know, um, grocery stores. It had record shops. It had the, the fire station. It had furniture stores. It had restaurants. It had everything. Uh, now it's almost a deserted ghost town, and, wow. um, and, and we need to change that. And one of the ways we're going to change that, but it, it – but on, in, on any given corner, you can find, you know, that young guy, that young girl hanging out in the corner trying to make a few dollars to pay their bills or, or just live. So the, the, summer, the summer program uh, that we're looking to start uh, in our community and across the city is called HOPE, H-O-P-E, and it stands for Helping mm-hmm. Our People Economically, you know, so that we okay. can attract. Good. Yeah, so we can attract uh, you know, businesses to our communities, as well as reaching out to those organizations who are uh, in a in a position to employ our young people. Uh, we need to make sure that they are doing so, and we need to find if they can't, if they're being restricted by whatever you know red tape through the city. We need to find the, the appropriate scissors and uh, to cut that red tape and and get these programs into our community. Okay, and, and, and that sounds great. And I, I want to take a, a few calls, but before I take the call, uh, can you let the audience know uh, where your district covers? I, I know you can't give a specific, but kind of like illustrate, you know, cause so they can kind of understand, because some people will say, well, I don't, I don't even know what district I'm in. So Absolutely. can you let them know where District 7 is? Absolutely. If you're traveling 95 north, it'll be everything to your right, everything east of 95, um, that's – out east, um, you know, you can tell a true east sider when he says out east. Um, so you got <laughs> you got downtown, you got downtown, out east, Springfield, Brentwood, Gateway, Dunn Avenue, and it actually extends to some parts of Ocean Way and some parts of Kings Road. Um, so just just your boundaries will be everything east of 95, everything north of Dunn Avenue, and everything um, north of the St. Johns River. Okay. Well, we're going to uh, go attempt to go to the phone lines. All right. Uh, Carla, you are on the air. What's your name and where are you from? Carla, you're on the air. What's your name and where are you from? Hello. Can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you. Hi. This is Bradford Hall. I have a question for hey. you, Mark. Hey, Robert. Uh, the What's question you doing, Bradford? 
What you say? Hello. No, I just said what's going yeah, on, go ahead, Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, the question I have for you is, because you talked a lot about youth programs and different things like that, what I'd like to see uh, improved is the relationship between our school board and city council and tackling issues that youth have in the community. What way would you propose, I guess, the city council work with the school board in order to bring some of those programs? Because our schools are, is, are probably the greatest link uh, to youth and to working with children. So what role does the school board play in that? Uh, unfortunately, um, right now, I don't think there is no connection between City Hall and the school board, and, that, and I say unfortunately because it should be. And the only way we're going to make that connection happen is just to get it done. I don't believe in, uh, you know, uh, wait, sitting back and waiting on someone to tell us what needs to be done. If, mm-hmm. if City Hall and the uh, elected officials on the school board uh, have a desire, a true desire to help our children, then no matter what they say, we will get, we'll get it done and we'll work together to ensure that, you know, those schools, you know, uh, uh, there's only really one high school in my district, uh, which I happen to have uh, had the pleasure of going to. It's the greatest high school in all of Jacksonville, and that's Andrew huh. Jackson. Um, you got another one, Mark. <laughs> got first coast, too. <laughs> that is that is correct. I forgot about the um, you know the uh, the rezoning of the district, but First Coast is my. But again, Andrew Jackson, best high school in all of Jacksonville. Uh, so you know, and, uh, I, and Bradford, I'm um, I'm I'm glad I'm glad uh, you were able to call in because you are also uh, a candidate for uh, school board. Your ele- your election is actually right around the corner. So if you would like to take, take the opportunity. Well, in 99 days. So uh, yes. you, if you, you could take this uh, opportunity uh, to let, since this is like a, a community forum type, this is not really the typical real talk show, you know, let them uh, give them your website and things like that. Or you give like a brief synopsis right quick because we have about uh, 13 minutes left. Yeah, I don't want so, and Mark, to. Mark, I don't, I, don't, I, don't I, I don't mean to cut you off, Mark, but, you know, definitely uh, you can let them let them know who you are. Right. I don't want to impede. I, I believe I'm going to respect protocol. Um, but I just wanted to uh, to add that uh, Mark, the best high school is Reball. Go Trojans! Well, folks, you heard you heard you heard it there. I I don't understand the rivalry myself. You know, I'm a commander, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bradford, you know, I've told you before, you went, you are Trojan only because you lived in the area. Had you had an option to Jackson, uh, that's all I say. I hear <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Mr. Hall, we uh, we definitely uh, appreciate, appreciate your you. call, and uh, maybe we can have you uh, on the show sometime. Thank you. I enjoyed it tonight. All right, man. Have a good night. All right. You too. It was that was that was a great uh, a great call, and he he brought a very valid point. Um, the school board members working alongside uh, the council members. I don't know how well it's going now, but um, I could imagine that in in some areas there is a disconnect, and you definitely uh, hit on that. But before um, we go. Uh, Please let the audience know when the election is. Um, a website they can go and visit. If there's a way to donate, how how they can uh, do all that good stuff. All right. Um, and again, uh, Robert, I want to thank you for for having this forum for um, 
for candidates and just for people to um, be, you know, become engaged and become informed about different issues. Uh, I think there's no better voter than an informed voter. Um, you know, so to learn more about me, you know, I, I encourage people. I do have a campaign manager, but I encourage people to call me directly. And my direct number is area code 904-800-8513. Area code nine zero four eight zero zero eight five one three. Uh, of course, I'm also on Facebook and under Mark McCullough, Mark A. McCullough Senior, and that's M A R C A M C C U L L O U G H Senior. Um, you know, you can check me out on the Facebook, and, you, and again, call me directly because you know, um, uh, you know, this calling. You know, I tell people that you know, I, you know, the Lord placed this call, and I answered it. So I'm going to do exactly what I tell the people I'm going to do. Do Do, do you have any upcoming events or anything? Uh... Yes, we yes we do. Of course, we're we're out every weekend, pretty much getting petitions signed uh, to become a qualified candidate on, on the ballot. The election is not until March 24th of 2015, uh, but we want to be proactive, not reactive to the different situations that's coming up. So we want to qualify over the next within uh, by the end of. June, we want to qualify, uh, but this Saturday at 9 o'clock, and we were talking about, you know, I believe the theme of the show was bridging the gap, and there's such a huge mm-hmm. gap, between, there's a gap between uh, children, parents, and grandparents, and we're trying to bridge the gap this Saturday with a, a gentleman by the name of Mr. Foster. Mr. Foster is an 86-year-old Korean War veteran. He lives on, he lives on, Market, on Hubbard Street. And uh, he is actually being forced to sell his house because he can't afford to have it painted, pressure washed, and, and repairs done before he is hit with $250 fine per day starting June 5th. So this Saturday wow. we have, yeah, this Saturday we have about uh, 50 people coming out uh, 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I wish I knew the address offhand, but it's in between 5th and 6th Street on Market on Hubbard Street. I'm sorry, on Market Street, and um, we'll be out there, you know, scraping his house, pressure washing the house, uh, getting it prepared to be painted next week, and this is all being done by volunteers, and this is all uh, uh, was put together yesterday. Okay, well, you know, if you, if you can get that information, I can put it up on the, on the website and the Facebook page, and maybe we can uh, help with that as far as uh, the volunteers and things like that go, uh, because... I would hate to see um, someone get fined or something like, you know, such an old age, you know, you, you've lived your life, you've done, you paid taxes all your life, and at the end, you know, Uncle Sam just kind of wants to come and take everything from you. So just uh, if you can send I that would, information I, over. Yeah, I will get you the information again. You know, and this is not about politics. This is about doing the right thing. Right. You know, uh, right. this gentleman just needs help and and to make it political, like you've heard me say a million times, is that, you know, you can pave the streets with gold and wrap the light poles and diamonds. What good is that if we don't fix the people? So, you know, uh, we want right. to fix the people. I want to start from the street level up. You know, I have no desire to sit behind a desk or have a big fancy office. I want my my office will always be on the streets, you know, uh, reaching well, out to people. there's nothing like a politician that actually works. <laughs> that's, that's, that actually Absolutely. that you can see, you know, and and I think that yes. that is a problem that we have um, in in politics nationwide. We have politicians that the people never see. You know, we right. elect people to serve us. Where are you? Absolutely. You know, 
that's 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 the question, and maybe that should be a show topic. <laughs> we elected you. Now where where are you? So I'm I'm glad that uh, you are one of the candidates that wants to hit the pavement and say, you know what, if you elect me, you'll see me. I'll be I'll be very very visible, and I think we need more of that in the community. Absolutely. So once again, uh, I want to thank you uh, for coming on. And uh, I really enjoyed you. And before the election um, pops up, I would like to have you come back on on a, a, a regular type show, and uh, we can discuss going to uh, more depth, and uh, the voters can get to know you even more and more. So uh, thank thank you for uh, stopping by tonight, man. Absolutely, I appreciate it. And uh, you know, to all the listeners again, you know, please find me on Facebook or, call, or give me a call directly. I'll be more than happy to um, to listen to your concerns about your neighborhood. Well, guys, you heard it right there, Mr. Mark McCullough, District 7, Jacksonville, Florida. Thank you very much, sir, for coming on board with us tonight. So you guys heard it there. Um, Got a couple of announcements. Next week, we're going to have a special uh, uh, show with one of my uh, sponsors, Laser Loft. And um, the title is The Dark World of Regret tattoos and uh, they're actually coming on the show so if you know or you have friends that have those uh, regretful tattoos and things of that nature make sure that you tune in next week Tuesday at 8 p.m. until 9 p.m. also check us out every Tuesday at 8 to 9 p.m. you can also follow us on Twitter at Real Talk Robert Visit us at www.realtalkrobert.com and also on Instagram at Real Talk Robert. This was a blessed show. Um, like I said, this show was one of those sweep around your uh, own back doors. I wanted to focus on Jacksonville and, and just put some things out there. And I am glad, and I thank everyone for your continuous support. You continue to make the show great. You continue to come in every week in record numbers. And I really appreciate that. I could not thank you more. So with that, I will say God bless you. God keep you. Good night to all. Real talk with Mr. Robert Simmons. It's the real talk with Mr. Robert Simmons. It's the real talk with Mr. Robert Simmons.